from every family, whatever member. caliber they want. <laughs> <laughs> Fifty BMG. How'd you get? <laughs> how'd you get a? How'd you get a forty mm shell? <laughs> <laughs> don't don't ask. Back in my day, that'd be funny. Not really. It'd be kind of depressing, but the joke is funny. Would it be depressing though? They deserve it. They just no, no. I mean, school. It, it wouldn't be depressing, but yum, yum. life is still life, whether it's evil or not. It's still somebody's life that could have been better. It's a tragedy. Again, I share a different opinion than you on that. Um, I mean, I don't have any sympathy for a school shooter, but like, and it's kind of sad they could have turned out differently if you know maybe they were raised differently. Violence begets violence, so that's why we have a justice system to collectively uh, take care of a, a murderer. That's how it should work. Because whether or not you like it like a, a serial killer or someone violent, like killing other people or destroying other stuff, uh, you can't make the sole decision because you're not the choice maker. You're not God. You have a soul that could be stained just as much as the other person that did the act. So, so we, we have to diffuse that ju- morality across the entire uh, society. Judge, judge and jury. Yeah, we are. So you don't believe in re- revenge, and not necessarily like evil revenge, but like an eye for an eye. Justice. Yeah, justice. Our justice system is jacked up. So. Well, I death mean, is the killing someone. I think is the worst crime because you're probably one of the worst. But so I, I, I agree for eye and eye, like in other acts, like if someone came to your house and like destroyed your like something, you, the, you, they owe you. Yeah, I meant like, uh, you know. Maybe not necessarily the victims. The, the victims induce the, you know, the execution or whatever. But why not? What's wrong with hangings or electric chairs? Because that scared people. Public displays. Public. Well, maybe not public displays. Not anymore. I mean, we people got sensitive now. Well, you got to get your mic close to your face. We got sensitive as a people. Yeah, keep getting closer. Death is far too removed from uh, our eyes now. Not just humans, but like everything. I like that goes for the animals we eat. Hmm. It's like we're also way more sensitive than we used to be, though. To be fair, mm-hmm. if you think about it, uh, they used to do public hangings and stuff like that. Did you see a massive wave of crime, suicides, murder? No, but there was a lot of death. It was just there, not. But I meant like psychological, like people snapping and. I think there were different outlets I think we're, back then. I think we're meant to die and have constant wars, and we're mm-hmm. trying to escape that. Nowadays, it's like people are like, what are they going to do to me? Put me in prison? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I kind of I agree with Noah, though. For millennia, we have been fighting wars, and uh, it's kind of ingrained in our nature as humans. Maybe not for the... As much as the news makes it uh, turbulent, like uh, the times seem turbulent, it's not... Comparatively, I think we're in the most peaceful age we've ever had. I mean, post nukes, yeah. Yeah. I mean, if we didn't have nukes, that would be better, but. It's yeah. just the media that makes it sound worse than it well, is. Well, I heard a, uh, a TikTok the other day about the nuke situation, people f- panicking over this, these, the fear of nukes going off, right? I think before Putin can even push that button or before our president can even push that button, someone's going to step in and be like, no. And that's what they, they said too. I mean, there's too many people in politics 
that are actually above the president, above Putin's position, that are going to, they don't want the world to end. They may want to tickle with the idea of it, but they're not going to really want the world to just go up in flames because you can't save everybody. I'm not saying that they're soulful people that have a heart for people, have a heart for all of humanity, but I, I, there's a lot of repercussions that come from a nuclear war that are not beneficial to anybody. If you if you wipe out half the no, it's an end game. It's an end game, but it's a selfish end game for what? Nothing, what are you gaining? Nothing left to rule. Yeah. Well, if I can't have the world I envision, you can't either. It's a sociopath. Yeah. Probably got a lot of those in office. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, we already had a close call in the last century. What with the Cold War? So? Yeah. We had. Uh, wasn't there literally a guy that stopped and didn't follow an order, and it didn't happen? I don't. He was know. Russian. I don't remember. I have. I don't look it up real quick. You're on the computer. Uh, get this guy's name out there. Gorbachev, this wall must come down. That's not how he said it. That's not how he said it at all. <laughs> hey man, can you like bring down that can you wall? Totes it's bring kind it of, down, bro. It's kind of obnoxious. Go grab can the dozer. You, can you imagine our president now? I'll give you some Coca-Cola. <laughs> can you imagine our president now, um, telling Gorbachev that? bring the wall down do you think he'd even be able to complete the sentence Mr. Gorbachev <laughs> is there a wall here I can't remember <laughs> That's, that sounds more like Bush <laughs> that accent <laughs> I can't do it can you oh I I woke up this morning no that's Donald <laughs> Trump that's not he's not even close no I can't do it wow that's actually a true story Hold on, I'm pulling it up right now. Um, his name is. Pronounce it the best you can. Stanislav Petrov. Nice, that was good. Um, apparently, per this article, he was told to. Uh. Oh man, that's a long study. Basically, he stopped a bunch of nukes from going off. I'm not going to try to read this. Yeah, but uh, I'm going to have to read into this later, though. That's actually very interesting. How do you say his name again? I'm not going to be able to say it twice. <laughs> Stanislav Stanislav Petrov. Stanislav Baratheon. <laughs> House uh, Game of Thrones <laughs> reference. It's Stanis Baratheon, by the way. House of the Kremlin. <laughs> oh, that you know. Being a sociopath and being someone who <clears throat> thinks very highly of themselves and is willing to not to sacrifice everything for their own personal gain, even though they're not going to I mean, nuclear war. Let's be real here. If a nuclear war happened, unless they've got these bunkers, but which they probably do, actually, that's very selfish. And if you're that worked up over losing something, that you're willing to sacrifice 95% of humanity for your own gain. You must have a lot of e- ego and self-respect for yourself. And it's, it's kind of sad, really. Um, Bam. Into the topic. What? It's a perfect segue into the topic. Is it? Yes. Aren't, is it ego and empathy inversely related? Um, say that in layman's terms, because I think you just made that difficult for no reason. Um, Inversely, so 
uh, the more empathy you have, the more less likely you're going to be a psychopath or a sociopath. Or the higher the ego, yeah, I guess. the uh, more sociopathic tendencies you have, the less empathy you're going to have. So, like, it goes like this. So, a normal person would have a, a normal amount of empathy and a, a regular amount of empathy and a regular amount of ego. Hmm. So, healthy amount. That's actually a good question. Um, I don't know enough about psychology to answer that. I don't know enough about psychology either, but I believe an empathetic person, it's a twofold situation here. It's a good thing and a bad thing. Good, being empathetic allows you to relate to others and their struggles and, and allows you to honestly be a help to them, whether it be financial, marital, I mean, even if you're not going to the same situation, you're willing to listen to them. You know, that's the whole point of empathy. Empathy is to set oneself aside to help others. And ego is the total opposite. Ego is kind of like, uh, it's a off-brand version of confidence, right? If you're confident. Yeah, so let me explain, right? Okay. So when you're egotistical, you're very confident in yourself, right? Let's be real here. Typically, typically when you're an egotistical person, you're very confident in yourself. You think your way is the only way and you don't really relate to anybody around you. Right. And what I mean by off brand confidence is you can be confident and have empathy, but you can't be confidence and have an ego because then you become egotistical and you become unrelatable. Right. So like you can be confident in who you are as a person, but you're not going to be able to show empathy if you're egotistical about it maybe that's a backwards way of thinking about it, but that's how I feel about that. You know, like we all have an ego for something, right? Let's just be real here. Like I'm very egotistical when it comes to my line of work because I know I know what I'm doing, right? And maybe it's not an ego, it's confidence. So actually I'd like to backtrack on that because it's not ego, it's just confidence. Right, but it's not so much confidence that no one. I feel like no one else can never do it. That I'm the only one that can do it. And um, yeah, so I'm going down a rabbit hole here. Anybody want to save me from this? <laughs> um, I think I don't know ego is a big buzzword, but what we're going to talk about today is confidence uh, versus what? what was it? Arrogance. Confidence versus arrogance. But those go hand in hand with ego too. Yeah. Um, I mean, what what separates confidence what does from separate? arrogance? Do you have a do you have an uh, idea? The sources probably. Where's the source of your confidence or your arrogance? I have a sentence and I, a thought. <laughs> <laughs> I'm right here. All right, here's what I wrote down in your driveway. Arrogance can stem from two things: overconfidence, which is some t- most time pride, and or massive insecurity. So you're either arrogant because you're over proud of yourself or arrogant because you're not proud of yourself at all. And like kind of you were talking about before the podcast, I guess being less confident. Mm-hmm. And I guess that can some com- sometimes show up as arrogance because you're trying to put a, a mask on. Any thoughts? It's like I, I know I'm good at something. How does that start? Let's say I know I'm good at this. I know I'm good at this. Is that arrogant or confidence? I guess it's the way it's presented. 
Okay, we are back. We are Sorry, back. We had noticed that during this recording, Noah's beard was rubbing up against the mic, and it was causing all kinds of noise and issues. So we apologize for the inconvenience. You didn't have to give them all those details. I'm not apologizing to the audience. Hey, that means you're arrogant. <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, we are back in. We are back in. So, Noah, what was your question again? Uh, the fundamental difference between. Uh, arrogance and confidence. Okay. I think it's the sources, but... What do you mean by sources? What is the source of your confidence? It's like knowledge and like experience, being humbled, not knowing something first, and then going from a state of ignorance to knowing something, right? Okay. I can see that. But what then what separates arrogance then? Because I think so, arrogance comes from confidence as well. Like if you're confident in something, you can still be arrogant. Here, I, I got a question. Maybe it's how it's perceived, too. Interesting, yeah. So you got what you call know-it-alls, right? So there's know-it-alls that don't mean anything by it. They're just, you know, think they know it. And then there's know-it-alls that are just trying to prove how good they know things. So what's the difference between an innocent know-it-all and an arrogant know-it-all? Can they back it up? Yeah. That's that's what that's really what I've been taught growing up. I think it I think it's how they're uh, it's like how we said about how it's presented. I don't think someone's aware. The know-it-alls that are they don't know that they're coming across until somebody tells them, "Hey, you're kind of being uh blowing yourself up, you know, and being kind of rude about it." And then maybe they don't know. Yeah, but then again, I also think that just like I said earlier that it's just they need to be able to prove it, right? If you're if you actually know what you're doing, you're doing it in a helpful manner. I don't think that's considered a know-it-all. I think that should consider it a helpful hand, yeah, a confident, helpful hand. But those that say, for example, oh, I'm, you know, I'm this much older than you, and I've went through so much in life, and you need to do this, you need to do that. But then you look at their life, it's like, I think I'm good. I think I'm going to follow what I'm passionate about. You know, for instance, you know, let's just say I'm having. I'm 16, 17 years old. I'm having girl problems, right? This old Sally Sue is, you know, talking to me, but she's also talking to Jerry down the street. You know, that in that instant feels like your whole world's falling apart, right? And there's two types of people, right? There is comforting people that will say, hey, look, this is not worth it. You'll move on. It'll be better. Or those those people that say, well, back in my day, or you get it. It's all about, I guess it really is all about, um, how well you're able to communicate with someone because like for instance and i keep saying for instance but for instance we had he rest his soul but his name was toby appleman excellent man uh he taught me a lot right but he never did it out of arrogance he was confident but he never did it out of arrogance and you could tell the difference because of on how well, <clears throat> let me backtrack a little bit. You can tell the difference in arrogance and confidence by how people handle themselves towards someone else, right? <clears throat> Excuse me. <clears throat> Sorry. <clears throat> someone take over just for a second. <laughs> I met Toby once <laughs> right before he died. And just <laughs> the so little sad. bit, little two interactions I had with him, he was very sweet. Yeah. Sorry, guys. I had a something going on in my throat there. But um, he... The way he handled himself when he taught was a very interesting way, right? It wasn't, it was honestly almost like he, 
he had confidence, but when he talked, it's he never like looked you dead in the eye and was like, "Oh, Uber." He didn't like, you know, what, it's like what really they say reserved. Aura. Yeah, he was very reserved and humbled, or an humble rather. And I adhered to his counsel more than someone who literally walks around like a peacock, right? Mm-hmm. Feathers all flared up, trying to prove something, right? Yeah. He may know what he's talking about, but he's arrogant. And there's a difference in arrogance and confidence. Confidence is an humbled experience. You know you're good at something, but you don't have to share it. Yeah. And when you do share it, it's out of humility and out of helpful, out of, out of, out of being helpful. Whereas arrogance is, look at me, look at me, look at me, look at me. That's my opinion on arrogance and yeah, I confidence. Agree. I mean, what do you think, Noah? I definitely think it has something to do with being, like the, like Christian said, the, there's an insecure aspect of it. It's like, I think it's a part of that. This is another conversation we don't have to have, but like the val- validation-seeking behavior. It's like, I need other people to know that I'm good. And so I'm going to pop up like a peacock, like you said. It's like, like the school board. I need attention, yeah. Someone that needs attention and like showing off and like jumping ahead and not being like a team player. It's like, um, it's like let me show you how it's done all the time. And I think versus like you said with the confidence and it comes with like just over time like you said with toby it's like i don't have to prove anything to anybody i don't need anybody else for this if i but i can take care of it myself but i'm also allow i'm allowing you to be to partake and like and i can help you if you want it and if you don't you know no no we get it you have something to add christian you look you want no to add i'm just listening oh okay go ahead sorry but no um Sorry, I had a thought that just came up. Um, with confidence, I think, comes a responsibility, um, especially when it comes to a trade or something you're passionate about because you don't want that passion to die with you. You don't want that trade to die with you. So that that responsibility, what I mean by responsibility is you have to train somebody else, right? When you were talking about, you know, like, for instance, Toby. Toby knew that he wasn't going to do this forever, but he knew that that trade was going to be needed, and people are going to need to know how to how to do it. And he was really good at it. He was good at these old Nortel phone systems. He was good at POTS lines and all that stuff. Now, granted, it's dying off, but without his knowledge, we wouldn't be able to handle some of the projects we have right now. And he knew. He knew that that knowledge needed to be shared, and he did. So... That's that's just my little input there. Sorry, I interrupted. I mean, Toby never taught me, but he t- uh, taught Carrie a lot, and he taught Alec a lot. He even taught you know the guy that worked for us before a lot, and it all trickled down to me. So I would I would say you, your confidence, if you pour it into one person, they'll pour it into other people. So that kind of goes back to leadership, though, too, as well. You know. Yeah. What about beyond the work setting? It's like confident in life, basically. Confident in yourself. Okay. Are you confident in yourself? No. Why not? Never have been. And it, 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 again, I'm confident when it comes to like work-related stuff, but in terms of my personal life, no. Or just like I'm just talking about what do you? You've seen people. You've met a person who's like you walk up to them and like they seem very secure in themselves. And it's like, like like they said in extension, is like they don't have anything to prove. They're there to you know support when they need to. Or if they lend a helping hand, they're more than welcome to. I mean, that could be just as... Or be 
I don't know. That could all be a facade. They may be the most unconfident and most. I'd say people that are confident in themselves become good mentors most of the time. Yeah. But then like they always say like whether like you said girls earlier or or like social situations presenting yourself confidently is important, right? Oh, yeah. You almost have to just not care about the outcome whenever well, I, I, I would yeah. have to disagree with you on that. I mean, I think you need to be mindful of the outcome. I don't think you need to fear it. Yeah, right? yeah. If you become fearful of yeah. something, you're not going to, you're never going to at least try to achieve it. Right. Yeah. But like if you're trying to talk to a girl, like Noah said, don't, don't, don't be worried about her saying no. I yeah. Mean, I, n- I didn't learn that lesson until I was a lot older. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. It's like, I'm, that's what I've heard. Okay. That's in the last year I've read somewhere or listened to it. It said the, Shoot, hold on. Give me one second. I'm trying to gather that thought. It's been a while. Like, I'm not expecting anything. When I come up and have a conversation with you, mm-hmm. I'm just talking and saying hi. And uh, I'm not, like Christian said, not worried about the outcome. Beyond just talking to girls or dating or anything like that, uh, just and hanging out with people. It's like, I don't have to... I'm so I'm securing myself enough. It's like if I could just walk away right now, you know, I'm not losing anything. It's like it's okay. Confidence doesn't have an agenda. No. How long did it, it that's take good. you though? How long did it take you to build that confidence? I don't. I'm still building it. <laughs> <laughs> I know for me, for me, when I met Haley, that's when my confidence went to the roof. Before then. And ever oh. since then, my confidence has been pretty high in certain aspects. When it comes to like my physical body and some of the things going on in my personal life. Well, that's no. everybody, man. You got to yeah. realize everybody's thinking. No, even like the bodybuilders out there and whoever they think that they, they may have confidence, but some of it's superficial, like you said, and like they could go home and look in the mirror and be, like beat themselves up. You never know. So if I can just have a six pack, that's all I want. <laughs> <laughs> Not a six pack of jelly rolls. What did you What did you say a second ago? That was pretty good. Confidence has no agenda. Expound upon that. I like that. I, w- I can. Um, <laughs> you could or can't? <laughs> it's early in the morning. We're not usually doing it this early. No, no. I kind of like it, though. It is nice. But uh, confidence has no agenda. Let's let Christian expound upon yeah, that for a minute because he obviously has a thought about this. Uh, I mean, I guess if you're arrogant, you're usually trying to either, like you said earlier, lift yourself up or get something out of people. You know, trying to, like a peacock flaps his wings to try and prove he's big and bad in the fight. He's trying to overcome somebody, but not in a, not in a chill way. You know what I'm saying? All right. But confidence is just like, hey, bro, what's up? You know, let's go hang out. Let's be friends. In your personal life, I guess. Hmm. You know, y'all can add to that. I, I guess it's like arrogance is, so. kind of, arrogance is aggressive. Confidence is... More reserved. Okay. Okay. I get that. Um, yeah. I would have to agree with you on that. But I, th- I think you can still be confident. This is, this is one of those weird like gray areas. Like I think confidence and arrogance are so close that the only thing that separates it is I don't even know like a just the way you communicate, I guess. I, let's just be real here. Arrogance and confidence, the only, the only difference is how you communicate it, right? Um, 
Yeah, I have nothing to add to that. I think that was pretty good. I think so. Yeah. I forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> I gets lost. Oh, my goodness. Um, um, go for it. Did we just say um at the same time? Or was yes, we did. Okay, I thought yes, I, I thought I like echoed or something. The um, Do you know any confident people in your life? Not related to you. Like I'd say your your dad's pretty confident. Yeah. Do you think he's arrogant? I'm just kidding. I love you, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think he knows what he knows and yeah. he lets people know. And he and he's and sharing not in a bad way. He just wants people to be more learned. Right. Do you feel and I'm about to this is about to be a really touchy subject. Do you feel that there is a and I, I'm I'm gonna have a lot of people that mad at me for saying this. Do you feel that there is a Mm, how do I word this without being a rear end? Um, there is a up and coming generation of ministers and religious figures that are threading the needle between arrogance and confidence. Would you agree? Yes. Okay. How, what in your mind, how do you think? Abby and I talk about this all the time. Oh yeah. So, yeah. In your mind, how do you think that could be changed? What, avenues are out there to change just time or no i i think on your road to being a more successful i guess not in just ministry but if you want to say you're getting a title or a leadership position you can't lose your humanity while you do that you can't lose your relatability on your way up how and why is it so easily easily lost though if you see and again i'm gonna have some upset people with me and i respect pastors they have a burden on them don't claim it just don't worry about it no i'm just saying i I respect them but there are a lot of up-and-coming ones that are have no sense of reality because they never had to work a job not a hard job they never had to be out you know like for instance i'm not going to name it but your pastor you know he's been out there yeah he's been out in the world Mm mm-hmm and he's come in, and now he's probably one of the most humble pastors I know. Yeah. Right? I know a couple other pastors in the area that have full-time jobs. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying a job makes you have a sense of reality, but it does help. Right? You're around other worldly people, and it makes you more established in your walk with God. But it also helps you understand someone else's point of view. Mm-hmm. Right? I think it's one reason is because the UPC is a giant echo chamber sometimes. You think so? Yes. You care to elaborate on that a little bit? Because I, like I can tell in the way they're preaching. I've seen different ministers growing up. Like they sound the same. Their sermons are kind of the same quality. And their impact points are about the same, the, yeah. the way they're trying to rouse the crowd Definitely. instead of preach. Okay. And so, also, <laughs> the, the lesson you guys both know about the servants, the mentality of a servant. And that's I think that has a major part to play in it, right? Yeah, it's like if a minister, to me, a minister is a servant of the, his church and of God. Well, that's the definition of ministry is to serve. Yeah, to serve. So, if you're riding a line of arrogance, that's going to get in your way to be able to serve effectively. Yeah, I heard something once from someone who I'm not going to name, um, in a place I'm not going to name. Joel Olstein. Yeah, definitely Joel Olstein. He's a good example of a non-existent <laughs> servant. <laughs> he's not. He's not real. <laughs> He's a robot. Um, we were somewhere. I'm not going to tell you where. We were we were in the process of mowing, right? And 
it was only a few of us that showed up, and the pastor and the assistant pastor showed up, and they both said, they both said, we do not need to be on a mower. It is not our responsibility to be on the mower and to help mow. And that right there <laughs> is a prime example of a non-servant-minded person, right? Or mindset. An arrogant person. It's an ar- That's arrogance. Just because you're set in a position of pastoralship or of leadership does not mean you get to run over everybody and demand or, well, I'm going to have some upset people. And I'm not doing this to hark on the UPCI or any organization. Well, just take the spiritual aspect yeah, out of it. Take the spiritual aspect out of it. You're a human being just like everybody else, and God called everybody to serve. So why, are you, why is your servant ministry more than the person cleaning the toilets. Why can't you assist the person cleaning the toilets? Why can't you? I'm not saying that I'm not going to help, right? You know, as a serv- as a servant of the kingdom, you need to help. Every good everything. leader should be able to go out and work in the field. Exactly, exactly. And that goes back to, that doesn't just go back to uh, ministry and church, right? No, that, you goes can... back to, that goes back to work and to your personal life. A good leader of the home has to be a servant to your wife, not necessarily be, you know, the old dog and chain, right? Be what she needs. Yeah, but when I mean a servant, you need to help clean. You need to help do the dishes. You need to help fold the laundry. You need to help make the bed, right? It's not her responsibility to do all that. Now, she enjoys it, and she said, you leave that alone like my wife does sometimes. She's like, no, no, no. I'm making the bed. You leave it alone. Right then, that's a different circumstance. But you help in other as- aspects, right? Mowing the yard. You should not. And this is something I didn't do growing up. I hated mowing, but now that I've gotten older, I really enjoy it. I actually, it's like one of the best things in the world. The smell of grass and music, but in music, music and grass, right? And it's early. If you get up early in the morning, the sun sun comes up. You know, it. <laughs> sorry, um, but. You know, you should mow your own grass. There shouldn't be somebody else mowing your grass, right? I know there, there are certain circumstances that you need it, but if you can walk and it's a Saturday, you need to get up and mow your yard, right? I mean, maybe I'm a little old school when it comes to that. I'm sorry, but yeah. anyway. How does that relate back to the topic? I'm sorry. I went on a rabbit <laughs> hole. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say something. Um, we work for it. We're employed by a chain or contracted by a chain of retail stores in Texas. And uh, you can see all, all three of us have been to a lot of the, these different stores. And you can see the management style in different stores. Oh, yeah, yeah. And like one particular guy I saw like a week and a half, two weeks ago, he was he was moving constantly. And my coworker is like, dang, he's like a hard worker. He's like the hardest working manager we've ever seen, like for the night shift. And, and he's like, hey, man, <laughs> we've made a comment as we were leaving. He's like, hey, man, you, you seem that you're moving all over the place. Can't keep up with you. And he's like, yeah, man, all these kids that show up here in the evening, if I don't work, if I'm if I'm not moving, they're not moving. So like, you know, a lot. And then other, 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 yeah, leading by example, like other places is like. He's mowing his own grass. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mean to go on that tangent. It's just. No, no, it, it makes um, sense. But it goes back. Anyway, I want to finish my, my topic. It doesn't, not about mowing grass, but about leading your home and about leading in the workplace, right? Like you said, he's leading by example. That's part of being a servant, right? If you can't actually get up and do the work or get up and serve, you're not leading by example. You're not a leader, right? Part of being a leader is serving. So, yes, 
I that analogy was fantastic. My analogy just went on a rabbit hole, but about mowing grass. No, he it's like I'm I'm it's like I'm capable and confident, but I'm not arrogant enough to. We were tying into it, like you said, to not yeah. not be a servant or not to do what's needed, right? Or to lead. Yeah, just because you have the title, don't mean you can't roll up your sleeves and help. That's right. That's something that that I've seen in a lot of big corporations, especially in our industry. You know, the IT related industry. The higher up the food chain you get, the less you want to touch the dirty stuff. Yeah. And I think that's absolutely ridiculous. Like, uh, th- sorry, no, go ahead. Um, like you know, with you guys, like we were at a project last you know, last week, and uh, you know, you guys needed help. I'm not just going to sit there and point the finger. I'm going to get in there and help. That's just part of helping. I'm not saying I'm a great leader, but I'm not going to sit there idly by and just put my hands in my pockets. That's not fair. Yeah. But anyway, what were you saying, Christian? I was going to say, like, your dad, he's hardly ever at the business anymore because he was letting you, you know, try to take over. But yesterday, your brother, Zach, he was working, and he needed some help. Well, your dad was on the way to his weekend trip, but he, you know, he's like, pulled over. He's like, you know, I'll go help him real quick. That's a good leader. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, it was on the way, of course, but. And another good still. example of my father and of your guys' father, too. You have an excellent father, right? I, I, I love, I love your dad to death. Just so you're, just so you're aware. Um, they will, they'll both, no matter what, if you call them day or night, rain, sunshine, stop. snow, stop what they're doing. They'll stop exactly what they're doing to help you. Unless it's obviously like, you know, Hey dad, I broke my toe. Yeah. <laughs> You know, go to the hospital. I need you to come kiss it. Like, no, my dad's like, get over it. But yeah, in terms of like your life is in danger, your wife needs something, whatever. They will get up and do whatever it takes to make sure that you and your uh, your yeah. family is taken care of. And I guess that can be a good confidence because I'm capable of helping my children. It's not like, oh, they need help. Here I am. I'm the <laughs> savior. No, but it's like my kids need help. I'll, I'll go help them. Now, this is a weird topic, and we can obviously pull this out if we don't like it. I'm loving it. But, no, 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 what I'm about to say. No. When someone comes to help, like say your dad comes to help you, you're confident that your dad is able to do whatever the task is that you ask for help. Is that because he betrays confidence, or is that because you've known him for so long that you trust him enough no no matter what? even That's probably just trust. Trust. So So it's not confidence, it's trust. I confide in when you confide in somebody, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I confide. Oh, yeah. I mean, cuz we've grown up seeing our dad do all that stuff, so we know he can do it. So do you think trust and confidence are yes, the same thing? No, they no. go hand in hand. Okay, do you do you either one of y'all want to elaborate on that? Any at all? I guess when we were talking earlier, we we're talking about the context of self, but now it's in the how you perceive it in others. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. I mean, it's, it, why not? I, uh, uh yeah, because like, if you walk into a room and some guy, or like, there's two people, you walk into a room, you're looking, for, you need some help. They're, they're standing in each corner, you know, this is purely hypothetical. It's, um, one guy is like kind of shriveled up, not looking at you, he doesn't make contact with you. He's not presenting confidence, you know, he's just like, and then I look at the other corner, this other dude standing up straight, like, he's straight up, he looks at you, you know, says hi. He's presenting himself confidently. It's like automatically I'm going to trust that person a little bit more because they're making an effort to not hide anything. They're up in front, right, right, right with the me. perception of confidence. They yeah. may be the most unconfident person. In so I think you're right. maybe you're right. There is some connection. Is that even a word? Connection. Not confident. Incomp. I don't know. Incompetent. Incompetent. <laughs> sorry, keep going. I'm so sorry. I said that there was a connection 
between trust and confidence. I think there is. Yeah, I'd say so. So just because they're confident, does that mean you trust them? Well, if I... <laughs> no, absolutely not. If you're presenting yourself in the world to other people in a way that's confident, like how we discussed earlier, but that's not arrogant, I think you're more likely to trust that person over the other. I mean, you obviously have to prove it over time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. But humans are... Humans are... Uh, well, like animalistic, right? It's like we make quick decisions off of looks and immediate what we per- immediately perceive. It's a strength and a weakness. It's for survival. Mm-hmm. But I think trust and confidence, yeah. So this is going down another rabbit hole on that topic of the animalistic mindset of humans and how they perceive things. Do you ever think that there is a moment in time when you see somebody, when you look at somebody, or when you're talking to somebody you get that like weird tingling feeling that you need to just get away from these people as quick as you can. Do you ever trust that instinct or you, you just, or have you seen that that instinct is actually worth listening to, or is it just something you kind of ignore and then it's, it's all going to be okay. Does that make sense? Anxiety? No, 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 no. So for instance, say I walk into a, a restaurant and you're sitting there. uh, Something's off about you, right? The way it's a gut instinct, right? But yet, how do you handle that? Do you actually make a move and follow your gut, or do you just kind of let ignore I mean, it? Uh, walk into the kitchen and see what's up. Yeah, <laughs> if, if somebody's full of it, they're gonna make a fool of themselves. Yeah, you know, you ain't got to do yeah. nothing. <laughs> like, the, never mind. There's a saying uh, that I heard a long time ago. It has nothing to do with that one, but it's another like phrasing word. Don't assume because it makes an A double S out of you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, it rhymes. Yeah, but uh, wow. I think the difference between confidence and arrogance reveals itself without anybody having to help it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It, it goes again. I think it goes back to how you communicate. Yeah. So and presentation. So we've talked about confidence, though. But I'm also curious to know who in your guys' lives is someone that you're you find co- confidence in in terms of like, like for instance, I told you Toby, right? Toby is someone that, well, God rest his soul, but Toby was somebody that I had nothing but 100% confidence in and I trusted him. Is there someone in your guys' lives that would be that, well, how do you say that, that portrays that amount of trust and confidence? Yeah, I'd say my pastor. Um, I haven't known him very long, but he's already proven it many times to me Mm -hmm. that, you know, he's there. Mm -hmm. So what about you, Noah? It's me, isn't it? Of course. Yeah, that's that's what I thought. <laughs> There's the arrogance. Healthy confidence. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Do you guys have anything you want to add to this podcast before we before we call it a day? No. What about no. you, Noah? Actually, no. <laughs> All right, guys. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Bye. Womp womp. You, you didn't let me finish my sentence. I <laughs> uh, hope you guys enjoyed this episode. And we will see you again on the next one. Bye, guys. Could be anything.